What's going on, everyone? And welcome to episode 169 of the Bench Time Podcast with Todd and Brett Wiley of Wiley Scale Modeling. So uh, we have a little bit of business. Two things. I know we got Jeff on the line, so um, I don't want to leave him hanging too long. He might hang up on us. But <laughs> um, the first announcement is a charity that James Powell wanted us to, you know, get out there. He's doing a really awesome thing. He spoke about it when he was on our show before. Um, the Magic Wheelchair uh, Foundation that he works with is he's doing a charity, uh, a fundraising event. I'm sorry, I'm butchering this read, James. I'm sorry. He's doing a fundraiser for the Magic Wheelchair right now called Race for the Wall, and he's trying to raise two thousand dollars. So far, he's uh, at the time of recording, he's at about fourteen hundred dollars. And um, it's on his dirtspot.7 Facebook page, but we're going to throw a link to the um, the fundraiser in the show notes too. But the basic thing of it is he'll go live every day from his page Dirtbot7, Dirtspot7 to give you updates on who's leading the race for the wall. Uh, and he's doing it for Magic Wheelchair, which is a nonprofit organization that builds epic costumes for kids in wheelchairs at no cost to their families. So it's a really cool thing that James is doing. Um, again, if you want to support that, you can head on over to the link in our show description, and that would mean a lot to James. And it's just a cool thing they do. They built some really awesome stuff for some kids that you know really, really uh, appreciate it. Is there a website for uh, Magic Wheelchair itself? Or? Yeah, the Magic Wheelchair, I think it's magicwheelchair.org. Um, okay. I Don't quote me on that, but I will throw the links for both of them. I'm going to throw a link for the, the fundraiser that James is doing and the, founda- and the foundation in the show notes. So you guys can check cool. that out if you want to do that. Uh, the other th- real quick thing I want to hit before we get started is uh, just a funny – we had a funny – incident this week happened on our uh, actually i'm gonna leave that hang i'm gonna leave you guys on a cliffhanger with that one and we're gonna bring in um <laughs> jeff grove first because i want jeff to be involved in this this is a funny one so oh, yeah, yeah. thanks for coming on the show jeff thanks for waiting for the first two minutes there while i ba- i babbled on absolutely um always love having you on jeff it's, it's always uh, fun it's always well, a good a great time Yep, it's, it's good to be with you guys. It's, it's a great time. You're exactly right. It's always real and it's always fun, but it's not always real fun when we're on. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> it's like a we uh, we, we bust on Jeff pretty hard. And he gives but, it back. Um, he does. He does. So, I, I, yeah, it, 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 it comes both ways. Trust. <laughs> so Jeff, do you want to hear this funny? And you might have seen it. I'm not sure if you saw it happen or not. Uh, something that happened on our our listener yeah, group page. So oh, I know where you're going. Yeah, this, yeah. This is good. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> one of our I'm gonna I'm gonna call him out because he'll love this. Um, one of our listeners, Dan, we'll call him Dan B. You know who you are. Everyone in the group knows who he is. He posts mm-hmm. very innocently a question, just innocent question. Hey, where do you find AK and ammo products at a local store in his area? You know, he's trying to find them. Uh, <laughs> Not thinking, you know, I would do the same thing. I wouldn't think of it any other way. And, uh, you know, Facebook thought of it as uh, him looking for, you know, ep- ammo and weapons. So <laughs> Dan Dan got a 24-hour ban from Facebook. And not only that, 
now I have to go in and approve, or my dad has to approve all of Dan's posts in our group because he posted it in our group, which for the next thirty days. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not mad at Dan. It's a hilarious thing that happened later because what what was funny about not him getting banned, that's not what's funny, is the whole group turned Dan into a bunch of funny memes on on our <laughs> Facebook group. And for twenty four hours Dan was the focus of attention uh while he was locked away in Facebook jail. Yeah. So it, we it had was great. It we, was great. We had a good time with it. <laughs> Dan was a good sport about it and uh um Yeah, I mean he was just using the names of Ammo from Ammo Mig. But you could see and, how it would and get fouled up. a store where you could buy paints or water products. It was water products right, yeah. from Ammo or AK. And, and I, don't get me wrong. I get what I can, happened. I, I get kinda, it. I get, if I was if I'm if I'm out there if I'm reading that I'm a moderator for for Facebook, and I'm reading that I'm seeing Ammo and AK and and there's nothing else written other than in a water group products in for, a group. With uh, a bunch of guys in a group with a bunch of guys that play with little wooden buildings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, so know, you don't have I to look at like, everything. <laughs> I guess they have to do their job, too. Somebody's doing their job. I know? get I why. Get yeah. Uh, I think it's petty, but I get it. I just think it's funny of all yeah, people. Well, it's the key. Go ahead. I say, I guess it's the keywords that they get that, you know, the AK and ammo, you know, those are keywords that they're given that the, uh, yeah. uh, you know, that they have to watch for. Just simple sure. as that. Yeah. It's just an algorithm. <laughs> but of all people, right. of all people, it was innocent Dan Banks. Oh, loved it. <laughs> but hey, but thanks for being an awesome sport about it, Dan. We had a great time. I think you had a couple good laughs about it. So, uh, uh, Note to everybody in the group, if you're part of the listener group, um, just avoid those keywords because I got a warning on our page about it too. So now we know. Uh, yeah. 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 So I noticed some of the people were spelling it out afterwards with uh, <laughs> like space in between each letter, which will, which will definitely help. Um, so but, it probably doesn't raise a red flag. But, but uh, Anyways, yeah. I, I just had to have a good laugh about that one before we got into it. It was like that. That was like the funniest yeah. thing that's happened to our group in a long time. So, uh, so um, Jeff, what have you been doing to keep yourself busy for the last? It's, uh, I bet you it's been a year since we had you on the show. So, oh yeah, it's it's been a while. You guys, you know, you, you just kind of forget about me. You talk to me <laughs> once, and I'm just I'm just old. Hey, I think this is the third or fourth time we've had you on here. So, <laughs> I don't know. You, yeah. You, you guys say, well, we don't have anybody this week. Let's call Jeff. So, Jeff. Oh, do you hear that? Do you hear that, Dad? Dad, do you hear that? What's that? That's the that's me playing the world's smallest fiddle, and I'm playing My Heart Bleeds for Jeff. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, no, but it's, no, in, all, you, hey, in all seriousness, we're glad to have uh, you back on. Yes, it's good to be on with you guys, and, and I tell you what, you, you you guys just have a good roster of all kinds of people on, so uh, I, I sit here, I'm waiting my time again, and I'm fine with it, so uh, <laughs> yeah, good to be back with you. But yeah, now I've been, been busy, staying busy and everything, uh, taking a little bit of a break now, working on the layout, just trying to, trying to get caught up. The business has been crazy, of course, which is good. Uh, so, well, yeah, and, uh, and I'm trying to want to work on the layout a little bit cause I haven't touched it much in the last couple of months. So I kind of slowed, uh, 
shut a lot of the website down so I could get get on the layout and get some things done there. Yeah. Wow. Now, it's good for you. you but notice it up? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Buddy. I was going to say that's good for you, but a lot of our listeners now are going to be uh, wanting to order some kits. And then, uh, well, but I get it. No, I get it. You need to finally, excuse me. you've been retiring now since we met you. So, uh, it's time, yeah. you, time you slow yeah. down a little bit. Yeah. Well, they can order, you know, they, they may not be able to order them on the website, but they just shoot me an email and I'll put them on the, uh, on the to-do list for them and let them know when they're done. So I'm getting, I'm getting a lot of that right now instead of, excuse me instead of just doing the orders off the site so that works yeah there you go you're not drinking a beer over there are you uh heavens no uh, I'm too, <laughs> i am i couldn't do that <laughs> but um anyhow because, i thought you shouldn't me, be drinking a beer i thought you were over there choking on a beer or something but but anyhow um, um sorry there's the awkward silence moment. So then we yeah, have. Yeah. <laughs> so you're so you're keeping busy. I mean, with the COVID thing that we all went, you know, we, we we're still going through. Uh, have you noticed an uptick in sales during a lot of that? I mean, what did well, they do yeah. for business? Yeah, last year was incredibly busy, incredibly good. Uh, quite honestly, couldn't keep up. I sure do appreciate the patience with everybody. Because uh, again, I, 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 I just lots of orders and, and just, just uh, record year, and I'm tickled that uh, it was that way. And I still had some time to put some new product out because you, you know I, I'm a bigger fan of the new kit than I am the, the last kit I did. So I, I, I like to keep working on something new and everything. So, but yeah, the 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 gang is phenomenal with giving us all. Uh, business. I've talked to just you know more than one manufacturer that just is just tickled to death with everything we're all doing to keep you know our little industry very busy and very successful. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's a there's a double edged sword to that, and you know, obviously the downside is you know that there is something horrible that happened last year uh, for everybody, but the upside mm-hmm. is you know that the industry um, in in it, just a case in point with your side of the business, it picks up because you know mm-hmm. everybody's stuck at home and and they're, mm-hmm. they're they're of course building, so they wanted stuff to do and um and and building at home, and then the other side is they're building at home and and mm-hmm. they're and they're keeping busy. The, the the other upside is that they are trying to stay in their homes and they were trying to stay healthy and to do that. Uh, they were they were staying in by modeling, and you know that mm-hmm. that's also healthy for us. Uh, it's probably more healthy to do the model building than to sit in front of your TV set all day long and Ugh. and binge watch Netflix. You know, I mean, so uh, so that's a good thing. That's a, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. It, it, you know, for for the mess we all had to go through and still going through to an extent, of course, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think we've, uh, we're very fortunate to have a hobby as well as we do with product that you can get. Uh, you know, there's an awful lot of good, uh, kit manufacturers and product out there right now. That's pretty, uh, uh, that, that's a lot better selections than we had 10 years ago, 12 years ago, you know? So, sure. Now, um, it's almost endless. It's kind of scary what people are coming out with now, too. Yeah. 
now yeah, you've had yeah. some new some new product over that course of time. You made some new kits. Uh, do you want to talk about some of those? Well, yeah, yeah. Well, always trying to put something new out and everything. I've done several. Uh, again, several stations. Uh, the Elkins stations. I don't think we talked about that on on, no. uh, on on the podcast for a while or anything. But the Elkins station was probably six, seven months ago, and that one was very popular, and we did did very well with that now we just did the york station that's probably the uh that's the big one that just was released a couple of weeks ago and and uh that one that's a pretty impressive structure it really uh it's full brick got the circular turn on the front and circular witch's hat roof and uh you know so yeah so still been doing that did put the main street out uh that was uh that's a very popular kit working on more waterfront stuff. And, and of course, Jason, you know, he, uh, he helped with the uh, Eagles landing, which is still getting lots of calls for that one right now. So, uh, you know, if you haven't looked at the website, all, everything is still on the website. Uh, again, probably can't order it from the site, but just shoot an email and we'll put you on the list with everything. But, uh, there's a lot of things. And of course, all these city buildings, I've, I've done several new city buildings for the layout. Mm-hmm. which aren't really intended as going to be kits, but, eh, you know, after I get get them done and the guys keep saying they want a kit of it, so I might as well go ahead and do some others and put out there and everything. Because, you know me, I like the uh, I like the city structures as much as anything. So. That's yeah. at Fenton Avenue, right? Yes. Yeah, 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 Fenton Avenue is a new one coming out. That one's not done yet. I'm waiting on parts. The mail uh-huh. has been atrocious with stuff. Right. but. uh you know, as as things as we can get there, you know, the uh, Myers's Mill, that's one that we got all kinds of different parts for. And that's been a nightmare getting parts in for that. But finally, I've got them all in. So they're going to be shipping probably week after next two weeks from now, probably. Nice. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. Great. <clears throat> no. Not another mill. <laughs> no, no, no more, no more mills. Right. Well, that's kind of a mill. It's. I should have known better, shouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mill. No, you, uh, you, now you, you have a lot of them that, like, is Jimmy? I don't remember seeing Jimmy D's tires before. Jimmy D's tires and lube is that oh, new too? Yeah, uh, Jimmy D's tires and lubes. That's that's one that Jason did. Yeah, yeah that's he, a he, uh, he, Yep, nice little kit and. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you know, uh, Jason and I did uh, JJ's store. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we've got uh, Jeff's boats. That's one. Uh, he did some of the boats and everything, some of the generic boats. And then we, we added some more prototypical Chesapeake Bay boats to it and everything. So uh, right. you know, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of small kits that were in there that, again, were designed for basically Jason's layout and mine. Right. And of course, the evolution of that was, why can't I get some of them too? So we just went ahead and put them out and everything. So. Nice. Oh, that's great. I mean, now what is the place, and what's the inspiration for that? Well, that was there. I found a picture uh, that was on a map, and we <laughs> we were headed to Carolina one weekend, and I we stopped, and there was a bunch of maps there, and I my wife. She'll read a map like she will the newspaper. So, uh, and, and there was a picture of a building. Uh, I think I might have posted some pictures of that. Uh, there's just a post, uh, uh, 
a picture of a building there, and I just liked the look of it and how tattered and everything it was. So that's where the place came. And, and uh, the full name is The Place at North Carolina 36. So uh, that, that's where it was located on the on the map and everything. So mm-hmm. I mean, just a run-down old garage with an apartment above and then another little building to the back of it like you know, just and tried to do it up as a simple one so it could be just a real quick, yeah. uh, real quick little kit to do. But it's got a lot of opportunities, a lot of possibilities you could do with it. Yeah. Character, it's got character. Yeah, I like the way the the it's it doesn't have any windows that match. I don't think all the windows are almost <laughs> different and everything. So that makes it more fun, though. That's. Well, I like that look because that means that somebody, well, they bought a window down along the gas station or somewhere alongside the road. They found a window and put it in, you know, that's yeah. kind of the the concept of how they did that with some of these backwoods uh, buildings and everything. So Sure. Now, I've also noticed you have a, a H.O. Canal River Barge uh, company mm-hmm. store and hotel. And now I have not seen that before until now. Is that real? Is that new as well? Yep, that's that's a new one. We uh, I, I, on the layout, I've got an area that uh, from the Cushwall Basin. You know, we I, I grew up in Williamsport, which was close to the Cushwall Basin. If you ever get interested in some canal stuff, you know, just look up the CNO Canal Cushwall Basin. You'll see a lot of really interesting reading, uh, a lot of really neat uh, canal stuff from the Western Maryland and the canal boats and everything that ran back in the 1850s. And uh, so, so with the canal on the layout, I just started adding some of these boats, uh, canal barges that, uh, you know, at, at the time they would just do anything, you know, just make it up on their own and everything. That's kind of what I'm doing with these barges, and they've and been very popular. Yeah. Now this very barge, popular. this barge has a store and hotel on the barge. Yes, on the barge. Yep, yep. See, that's badass. I've not, I've not seen anybody design something quite like that. Did you see that, Brett? No, I'm looking for it right now. I'm trying to find it on his site as you guys are talking. Go to uh, shop and then HO scale. Uh, well, I guess it'll be HO Canal River Barge Company. Uh, I went to. Oh yeah, there we go. Shop. Got it. Well, Isn't that cool? I'm waiting for my awful internet to load. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That is so cool. It's unique. The H.O. Canal River. Truly, truly unique. Yeah, that's insane. And I'm using the same, you know, we're using the same barge, basically. And then just putting these uh, different, uh, you know, functions on the top of it. I've got, uh, there's another one that's already been at. It's been out. It was out just before the store there. Uh, that had the um, that was just a houseboat, and that was yeah. been just like a boat that they would have had on on the canal. That one and but uh, my heavens, we got I got several in the works. We got a mule barge. I've got a dormitory barge. There's, uh, I thought a you were cutting barge. back. There's there's. No. Okay, you sound like my wife now. No, no, no. Please don't <laughs> stop. No. Well, now I for now I regret that. No, but like yeah, then. But I love the little port theater. That's a cool little building. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a that's a little building that was in Williamsport, Maryland. And again, I'll go back to 
you know, the days when I was young, my mom would give me a quarter, and then we'd all go in and watch uh, Gene Autry at the little theater. There, is that a, there was two seats on each side. It's is, a real theater. That, yeah, that it picture was in you Westport, Maryland. The picture you have on the on the end of your slideshow on that on that kit page. I'm mm-hmm. guessing that's the actual photo that you use as reference. That was the actual photo of it. That that's was in pretty Wingsport, cool, Maryland. Yeah, that's very yeah. cool. And, and and like I said, it was it was uh, it was a little theater, and you and you walked in those doors, and there was two chairs on each side of the aisle, and you had probably only seated about thirty or forty people and everything, and that was it. And I I still remember spending Saturday mornings in that silly little theater watching. You know, again, Gene Autry and Tarzan and you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. too cool. Yeah, that really goes cool. way back. Yeah, yeah. well, it's but even. That, and I'm, I've got. I like the I'm kit. Sorry, go ahead. I just like that story that you was, you know, that you gave us with that kit because now it's not just another kit. Like there's, there's a story behind that one, and it actually, you know, for people that a lot of people buy kits for. Uh, like the history of that building or the way it is like the way the story that that building tells. And for that, if anyone's listening is really cool just because like, you know, you're the creator of that kit, but you took it upon yourself because it's like a nostalgic thing for you to make that, uh, Mm -hmm. that building. I love it. Well, and I, I, I've actually started trying to rewrite uh, a little bit of, of that same kind of a thing and and put in each of these kits because there's so many of them that are from my childhood and, and growing up in a in a canal town in a Western Maryland railway town, you know that that town did nothing but Western Maryland Railway, and and, and you know there were cable cars that ran through the street that that I remember, you know. So uh, yeah, I still remember when the railroad track for the cable cars went right down through the middle of Main Street. And correct me if and I'm wrong. You, correct me if I'm wrong, Jeff. A lot of the architecture now, the Port Theater obviously it probably still isn't there, but. Mm-hmm. A lot of the architecture in that Western Maryland canal, the old canal towns, even over when you get over in the West Virginia side and southwestern PA, that whole CNO Canal corridor, mm-hmm. it's the architecture is still the same. You know, there might oh, be some yeah. there might be some cosmetic changes, like different businesses are in there, so the storefront might be a little bit different, but those old buildings are still pretty much intact. Mm-hmm. Yep, very cool, and and like. Like I said, you go back and do a do a search on the Cushwall Basin that's there. You know that's that's actually ending up being the headquarters for the National Park Service for the CNO Canal. That's going to be in Weemsport. They're redoing actually the lumber company uh, that I worked at and all has now been bought by the Park Service and they're putting in a new building. Oh wow! And going to rehab the original part of the lumber company that was there in 1898. They're going to rehab that, so it'll be a museum and stuff like that down the road. But, but the Cushwall Basin has the Cushwall Building and the old trolley uh, barn uh, that will be CCK kits coming down the road. So, uh, Very cool. That's more of more of that. Plus, there's several buildings in town in the town of Williamsport that uh, will end up being on the uh, you know on the uh, hit list too. So, more like Port City Theater coming along. So. Oh, nice! I um, no. I love it, and you know what I like about that is it is adaptable to that northeastern, um, you know, bay the the oceanside mm-hmm. or bay bay area architecture. But then, if someone also wants to do a little bit farther inland, uh, and they want to do like this, the CNO Canal River Barge. If someone's doing like a more southern type layout, 
Uh, I'm thinking, you know, I'm thinking anything along the Mississippi River. You could easily use this and just change the, you're not going to use Chesapeake in Ohio. You could just change the name of the business. And now you got something that could have right. been anything Riverside in any industry yep. that was along a river. Bro, are you playing drums? No, it's my kids running around upstairs like elephants. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, I think they're trying to break through the floorboards. Oh. <laughs> That's funny. funny. That's funny. <laughs> oh, hey, yeah. yeah, Dr. Dr. Kuhn's kit. Is that, is that uh-huh. new? No, that one's one of the original ones. That was probably the fourth or fifth kit we did. And, is that a full uh, structure it, it, or is that a background flat? That's a that's a full structure. That is uh, cool. We got we got to talk to him about getting one of those. Brent. Which one? That would fit right. perfectly in the center of our city. I'm looking for it. It's got like a little try. It's a almost like a triangular shape, you know, the way it's done and everything. But it's very small, uh, and it's a it's a bear to put together. It's a horrible <laughs> yeah. oh, kit to put together. It sounds so much fun. It's just loaded with. Well, it's loaded with so many small parts and everything, and we right. we actually end up putting in more parts. And I'm and I'm trying. You know, and the instructions on it is nothing more than you know the parts, uh, a part, the numerical parts list, and you know, and showing you a breakout of each step because I you know I don't know how to really write up instructions. And, and Dave, I think pulled his hair out when I he looked <laughs> at it because it's like. You know, cut out a corbel, cut out another corbel, you know, it was just kind of because oh, there's wow. tons of corbels and, and the windows, you know, the windows on it are very complex. Oh, my gosh. It, uh, oh, it's an impressive, cool yeah, it's a Victorian look. Yep. I yeah. I love it. I, it would be right, perfect I'll, to fit in the center of the town, uh, especially one of those triangular areas. Well, well, the road's splitting. Yeah. Yeah, we'll All have right. to get you fixed up. I have to. We are uh, not, I'm out of them right now, though. We are I'm not out. afraid to, of a challenge. Have your people call my people, and we'll we'll set it up, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. We'll have our people get together. That sounds good. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not afraid yeah. of a challenge. So you have a lot of. Um, I feel like every time I come back to your site, Jeff, there's more things that there I just. Un- so he's- He's got a, at least. <laughs> I bet he's got at least twenty new things when we talked to him. Now. Uh, I want to. I kind of want to get into. Um, we talked. Pl- we, listen, we've talked endlessly multiple times about a lot of your products. Actually, that ca- Captain Man, I found another cool one. The Captain Efford's house. Ca- yeah, Captain Efford's house. Efford, that's a cool man. There's just too many. I'm scrolling through. I'm getting lost. But let's yeah, switch. She- let's switch it up here and yeah. let's talk about. You know what? What is Jeff working on for his layout because I know you've been pretty busy. Yeah, yeah. What's so what is going on with your layout? Let's let's. Last week we used Doug. Um, yeah. Used Doug's time to talk about some tips and tricks. So let's get into a little bit more um, model yeah, building I talk. Agree. And when we when okay. last time we had Jeff on, we talked to you and you were just getting ready to start working more on your layout. Right. And, and now you've really done a lot. Yes, I probably the la I didn't do hardly anything to it at all over oh my probably most of last year we just I, I'd piddle with it a little bit but nothing really serious. Uh I was really hung up on getting the wiring right. I had issues. I'm not much at wiring and I had issues. I couldn't get my guys that were wiring, you know, that know what they're doing. We couldn't get together for them to fix it. So 
I'm on the phone and voicemails and stuff trying to make it work. And, you know, I, and I think I was going to throw it away two or three times and <laughs> done with it and put in a, put in a <laughs> pinball machine or something. But I finally got that where it, it runs decent and everything. Everything runs fine now, and uh, and we're back to where we're having our group sessions. So uh, we work on Wednesdays, and we get anywhere from <laughs> some days there's two, and some days there's ten of us in there working on the thing. So it gets kind of crowded once oh, in a wow. while. But we, we, we have made a tremendous amount of headway. Uh, if if you haven't seen it, go online for to uh, Jimmy Jimmy Ricard. What, what's his name? Joey, Joey. Ricard. Yeah, Joey. <laughs> Go on Joey's uh, stuff under trackside scenery, and there and it'll say Jeff Brode's layout. And he he came up after we had gotten the initial levels done and took some pictures and did, and did a really nice video on that and everything. Yeah, I saw so, that. It was nice. We need yeah, to go down that, and that, visit now. That, this has happened. We are. Yeah. We're coming down to visit. We'll do it. That'll be fun. Yeah. But uh, it, it it's we're, it's really coming. You know, we we've probably got the upper level. I would say the upper level is probably seventy percent completed scenery and everything. Uh, other than buildings, I still have a few buildings to do. Uh, somebody asked me one day how many buildings I had on it, craftsman kits, uh, and there's probably you know, on the upper level there's probably eighty five craftsman kits on the upper level alone. So uh, you know, just a lot of a lot of buildings everywhere, and uh, so uh, that that's doing. You know, the upper level is about done. The lower level is a little bit bigger. Uh, so we've got more work to do there, uh, but it's it's coming. You know, it's uh, I'm very happy with it. Uh, you know, and uh, again, we we I've got it set up. In, in basically two time errors that uh, the upper level was one error at this point, uh, probably being we've got it set up to be, you know, the first generation diesels and everything. And then the lower level is uh, more dated into the 1965, 1970 areas, what we think we're going to ultimately end up with when we're done that. So, so you're getting to run a little bit of everything. Yeah, a little bit. That yeah. way I can run. I can run first generation and steam on the upper level. The lower level will run more off. That's more of an operations kind of a layout for the guys that like to do operations. Uh, the upper level, we just kind of start it running and let it run. And, you know, you, you hear the sound of the engines. And then the lower levels when we're doing our operating and everything. So it, it serves a pretty nice purpose for both reasons. And when the grandkids come, they can just see trains run without having to worry about, uh, you know, um, point to point or anything like that yeah oh that's awesome now yeah when you say you have guys that are coming down there and helping you out and, and such now do you do 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 they like do the wiring do you, do you do you do the wiring yourself or does somebody else do that for you or? well i've done most of the wiring on this just because of the uh again when i was trying to do all that we were under all the covid stuff and everything so yeah you know my wiring guys didn't come but you know, we've got our group, you know, the Hagerstown area has a tremendous group of, of modelers. And we mm -hmm. probably have 30 guys that at any given time, you know, are, are going to be doing working on trains, uh, layouts and everything. From you know, I've got two guys that probably aren't five minutes away from me. Oh, wow. Uh, that, uh, that, that, again, we'll get together. And, and uh, again, part of the problem that that I had with trying to stay caught up with the kits 
is on Mondays we'll go to Rich's place. On Tuesdays we'll go to Greg's place. <laughs> on Wednesdays we'll run to the hobby shop, and on Thursday we come to my place. And then Boy, Friday, life sucks. <laughs> it does, you know. And, and then my wife says, well, will you go to the store with me? I say, I can't. i got to help the guys work on trains. <laughs> so, so it is. It's a great – and, again, we've got guys that deal with weathering and guys that deal with wiring and DCC and, and, and buildings and rolling stock and, and scenery. Uh, you just name it, and somebody does it better than the other guy. So it's just – it's incredible. So we can make a lot of progress when we, when you get them the materials, they come and, and when they come to work, they don't want to talk about anything. They want to work. So if I don't have materials, you know, they're, they're upset. They want to just get to work. Yeah. They don't want to be down so, there just shooting the breeze. They want to get to work and no. do it. Man, well, your crew means business. Yeah. Yeah. We, well, we do a lot of that too, but for the most part, <laughs> we get a lot of work done, you know, oh, so, yeah, it's uh well, and it sounds it, like it's it, a good. It's, it sounds like it's a good balance because you'll go and help them too, and and uh, right, you know, everyone has a skill that the other person can tap into. Absolutely, and and like I said, it just it just works so well because everybody gets along. You, know, you almost call it a club, but we don't have any rules, and you, you know, you know, we just go work on buildings and or Who work needs on rules? whatever. Yeah, I, absolutely. The rules are kind of get us in trouble sometimes. You know. Yep. So, when you have yep, less rules, yep. it means you can you just break. That means you just break less rules. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. No rules get broken that way. So that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's. Um, there might be some walls broken, but I don't know about rules. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it's kind of like it's kind of like the movie Fight Club. You know what? What happens in Fight Club stays in Fight Club. But um. Yeah. No. No. Club, yeah. So, but that's awesome, and it's a it's a it's pretty neat to be involved in like a pretty sounds like it's a pretty tight little community that you found with a bunch of modelers in a tight, in a tight packed little area, which is hard to, yeah. you know, a lot of people, it'd be hard to find. So that's pretty cool. Hey, you're making, you, mm-hmm. you, you have friends, you have lots of friends that way there in your community. And, uh, you, you know, that's, that's, that's awesome. I mean, who doesn't need friends, you know? Yep, it, it, it's it's a great little gang, and like I said, we we get a lot of work done for all of us, you know. So, it, like you said, it, it's reciprocal. It, it, you know, we all help the other one, and it all works very well. Yeah, absolutely. See that that's cool. I think that should go on in a lot of. That would be cool to see happen in the, in a lot of communities, you know, to be able to mm-hmm. you know meet up with people in your area and 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 just you know not necessarily join a club i mean there's obviously there's some awesome clubs out there we know that and so some of you mm-hmm. listeners are out there into some really good ones but i mean just to get together with some friends and stuff and and go do go do some modeling together or helping each other out and you know even if you just get together for a saturday every once a mm-hmm. month and, and go talk you know, shoot the breeze about about modeling over lunch somewhere you know, mm-hmm. that, yep. I think that's well, cool. And, and we'll do a lot of that. We'll, uh, we'll meet for lunch, you know, and then we'll go to so-and-so's house and, and everything. And, you know, so yeah. that it, we, we turn it into a day. So, yeah. yeah. Yep. Oh, that's awesome. Now, now your, your layout itself is, does it run, do you run DCC on that? Yeah. DCC, mm-hmm. uh, 
couple of rules that we, we kind of have on mine is it, it's DCC, so everything is is uh, sound. Here come the rules, local. Brett. Here come the rules. <laughs> here, here come the rules. Uh, so, I'm sorry. So, uh, so, so don't bring no DC stuff there. <laughs> but no, we, we, we basically run everything with uh, DCC with sound or a or a coupled unit with uh, sound in one so that you do get the sound with it and everything. And uh, and we try to have everything weathered. I'm still, I'm a little bit like Jason where I like everything weathered. So, mm-hmm. you know, sure. all the cars, rolling stock, the engines, you know, of course the buildings, you, you see what we all, what, what I like to do with my buildings and everything. And, oh, yeah. And it all plays into that. Uh, nothing's really pristine and new for the, for the most part. What's on weather? Brett, do we have any? We have a hundred and some buildings on that layout. Do I have, have one. Any, do we have any unweathered? I do. I do. I do. You do? It's the one I'm bur- uh, currently building. It's not weathered yet. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guarantee you it'll be heavily weathered until he's done. No, I don't like the weather stuff. <laughs> so, oh, jeez. <laughs> now, when you work on it with, your, with, your, with all your friends, what do you end up usually doing, Jeff? Uh... Normally, I'm helping to fix something. You know that that either they either they're working on an area that I need to finish up some details on a building, uh, or I need to fix a roof or fix a, a chimney. So I'm normally trying to finish up a building and or scene diorama part of what they're working on, mm-hmm. and then they're doing. You know, most times they're doing the ballast and the scenery and trees and stuff like that. And and you know, I end up being the guy to do all and and when we go to other guys places i end up being the guy that's helping to build buildings and or weathering and stuff like that oh okay great see yeah and that, and that's that's probably my biggest love of the hobby is the buildings sure uh, i've gotten pretty i've gotten pretty uh excited about the engines and everything trying to be more prototypical with the engines and all now than i was yeah, we're gonna get to I'm that to, we're gonna get to that okay but yeah i, I kind of <laughs> like doing that now but uh, the buildings are still my love uh, i i i like to say i'm a model railroader but i'm i'm not uh, i'm not operations you know the, some of the guys right. are just so good at operating and oh, yeah. my layout was designed to operate but for the most part I'm happy if a train runs through a scene where a building is or something, but right. uh, you know, so yeah. Well, yeah. you damn well better be. It's your business. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> you know, I, I like the realism of of what does that and everything yeah. too. So yeah. now, um, let's let's get to the train part. Now, you, I, I, I get the sneaking suspicion that you like to collect some of the really nice trains. Is that right? Yeah, I'm 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 actually back into brass again. I'm collecting some brass uh, uh, that that I hadn't done. I, I actually had a pretty nice collection of brass back in ooh, the late '90s, and I actually sold just about everything off. And yeah. I've gotten back into redoing everything now. So uh, uh, and right now the brass market's pretty soft, so you don't have to spend a lot of money on some of the brass. And, and I've been buying. My, trying to get my Western Maryland and things like that and everything of some of the engines that I like. So that's well, been kind of a little bit of else of what I've been doing to try to, you know, cut back on the kit so much and be, you know, be playing more than working all the time. Right. Right. Now, when, when you work with brass, uh, the, do you paint and weather those brass engines? I, I do. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, that's cool. And and you do it yourself? You've done that yourself? Well, I do some of I do some of it myself. It just depends on how busy everything is. I'd be scared uh, to death. I, I have a <laughs> well. It, it's really no different than uh, you know than, than plastic to an extent. You got to use. You know, you really need to use a little bit better quality paint. You know, you, you really should use, if you use scale coat paint, uh, mm-hmm. that will really give you, that, that's just a very good paint. It's almost, it's almost painless to use. Uh, so it, it makes a nice job to do that. And, and you paint okay. one or two, you're going to, you're going to mess them up, but then you get back to when, when you get it straightened out, you it's not really too difficult. Yeah. Scale, the hard scale part doesn't tear them apart, off, does it? Uh, but the hard part's tearing them apart. You really need to tear a lot of the pieces off of them to get them to paint right and everything. Yeah. That's where it's scary. Yeah, yeah. But I bet I, it's probably I'd never get it back together. It's right probably again. not much different than doing a craftsman kit, where we think it's it's frightening to do that. But once you've done it, you kind of get the hang of it, and you just become more used yeah. to it. Well, again, you, you're gonna learn, you're gonna mess stuff up, you know. You know, start with some junk. You know, you can buy some, you know, some cheap brass pieces of cars and some of that that, you know, that quite honestly, it's you almost have to rebuild the whole thing to get it right. But practice with that and make your mistakes and move on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah you're uh, right. You know, a lot of guys. Go ahead. I say a lot of guys don't want to, you know, they get scared to paint a craftsman kit, but you're. You're not gonna mess it up if you if you mess up the paint, you redo it again or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We said that a million times. Well, and I'm sure right, it's like absolutely. I'm sure it's like this. Uh, like you, I could probably get on eBay tonight and pick up uh, either a, a brass locomotive that's you know been pretty worn or that needs repairs. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, it's gonna be more expensive than a plastic one, but. Uh, even if you're just doing a plastic locomotive too, and you want to paint one and rebuild one, pick up one that needs some work for cheap, or cheaper than a, a mm-hmm. one that's in running condition, and then experiment with that. Learn from some cheaper ones before you dip your toes into the you know few hundred yep. dollars ones. Yep, yep, and, and, and yes, they're tougher to paint and, and get a nice job out of. Because again, with uh, with your plastic stuff, in a lot of cases, you're only painting it one coat, your primer, and then possibly just a, a finish coat. But to do brass right, you you need to prime. You need to make sure it's clean properly. You need to make sure you get any of the seal coats off of it. Uh, then you need to prime. Then you need to paint. Uh, then you need to figure out how you, you need to uh, run some finish coats on, depending on what kind of decals you want to do. Then when you're done, you need to, you know, coat it again. So you're talking four, five, six coats to do a brass engine properly. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas in a plastic engine, you can get by with, uh, you know, one, two, three coats, depending on the, the look you're looking for in a, in a plastic engine. It just, right. it, it'll just paint easier uh, than, you know, a lot less, uh, uh, a lot less uh, <laughs> easy to, you can't make as many mistakes on a plastic one as you could on a brass one, but after you do it a couple times, you're you're you got it. Like you said, opening up a box of a Craftsman kit with all those parts and pieces in it is not any more scary than working on a brass engine. So yeah, yeah, it's just now it's just something different. Oh, sorry, go ahead. When you when you when you buy a brass engine to work on, or to to you know, when you buy a new brass engine, do you um? Do you go for a steam with the brass, or do you do a diesel, or do you have something to do? Uh, 
Well, it depends. I got a few of both, but for the most part, I like the steam because most of the brass steam isn't available in the plastic part, the plastic uh, engines today. Right. Right. And and the 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 thing that impresses me more about the brass engines opposed to it being model trains is here is something that was built you know anywhere from the fifties through the eighties you know the, there's some that's been built recently but for the most part it's it's older product that was done in the seventies mm-hmm. and the it, it's like it's like buying just a quality antique the the uh, the workmanship on them is just, it's, it's just, it marvel. I marvel at the workmanship in a brass engine that was mm-hmm. built in, in the, uh, in 1962. It's just, you just look at it and you just marvel what was done at that time. Cool. I, I can't wait to go down and see some of yours and, uh, yep. see what they're like now. Now, since you're buying them and they were, they were actually made then, um, and you run DCC, you have to install DCC into them, correct? Right. Uh, if if I want to run it on the layout, right, uh, then I need to get DCC in it. And I've got a, a buddy that just he'll put DCC in anything I want, any of that stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I I was going to ask you next if you ever tried installing your own DCC into a, into a, an engine, but uh, I have I have not. And and again. It, when when our little group, we these guys will put that in in, in an evening, and, and I'll it, <laughs> it just yeah, it's beyond Some, me at this point. Sometimes it's better to just defer to someone that knows what they're doing, and you don't yep. have to screw up <laughs> your engine or something. Yep, absolutely. Yep, yep. So I, I'll do that with, and I, I really don't run too many of them. I have a few, again some of my favorite Western Maryland engines from from the my growing up days. Yeah, I'll try to have them where they can run with sound and everything, and, and that's basically it. The rest of them are just, uh, they call them shelf queens, and I just, I got a lot of shelf queens, so. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, the the sound cards and all that stuff, they, they put them in there as well. I mean, they're older, yeah. and I don't know enough about DCC. I mean, we have DCC, but we buy already ready to run with it pre-installed. Mm-hmm. So, um, let's say you have a brass and you go to, you, you're going to put DCC into it to run it. Um, because they're older, does it, is there enough room in there to put both the DCC, you know, I don't know where they put cards in there of some kind. And, <laughs> you can and, tell we're very well versed on this. I don't, I don't yeah, know. Well, That's why I'm asking. Yeah, it's, you know, again, the, the decoders have gotten uh, smaller, of course, over the years. Uh, the speakers have gotten better and smaller. So, you know, normally uh, there's plenty of room to put, you know, you start talking about the smaller engines. You, you have your, your logging locomotives, the Shays and the Climax type things. Uh, they, they are a little bit more difficult because there's not a lot of room in them, but just about everything else is probably easier than some of the plastic is because of the way they're built and everything. Right. And, uh, you, you know, and, and most times you have to change the motors. Uh, normally the motors in the early engines is all open frame. So you have to end up putting can motors in because open frame motors don't like DCC very well. They can, they can burn up because of the, I guess the amperage or whatever they do in there and everything. So, 
you should replace that. And, and that's probably where the biggest part of your brass is, getting an engine or getting a motor that will set in there uh, enough without, you know, they have detailed backheads in them and stuff like that, so you got to make sure all that stuff will fit. Sure. So. And, you know, like I said, I was, I was only curious um, because I know, like you said, some of those, most of your brass was made in the, you know, the earlier years before mm-hmm. DCC came around. So, you know, they're not really, mm-hmm. maybe not engineered that way, you know? So right. uh, that's, that's why I asked that. And so that's, that's, that's interesting to know. So Jeff, so, I want to mm-hmm. ask, yep. what is your favorite part of having brass locomotives versus just the plastic ones? So, and, and this is coming from. I, could... I was gonna say this is coming from someone who would just buy something that's ready to roll, and I can just slap it on. We can weather it a little bit, and it just runs. So I just want to know, like, what, what, why you enjoy it, or what, what the difference is for you. Well, I th- I th- the difference is again when when you're looking at uh, Broadway limited engines, and you know they're fine. Uh, they're you know you'll you'll buy a Broadway limited engine that's going to say Western Maryland or it's going to say uh, you know you're buying a you know Union Pacific or something and and they're going to for the most part they're pretty pretty uh, pretty close to the prototype but they're not going to be perfect some of your brass you know they'll make sure that the you know the intake valves are exactly where they were on the original engine. Uh, and you know, just just more realistic, more prototypical because they were built. You know, the, the guy sitting there putting it together with the picture of a Western Maryland J that uh, has to be everything has to be exactly right. Now, not all the brass is that way, but uh, some. If you're getting into your better quality brass, uh, again, they're, they're works of art. They're not model trains. They're they're just they're like buying. You know just fine art and museum kind of pieces and everything. That, so, that's where I think there's a big difference in everything. But the, the, the uh, and again, to think back in the day when they did those, that they had, uh, uh, you know, they were doing 15 engines, and, and I don't know all the details of the brass, oh, but man. They, they were doing 15 different engines for a 280 opposed to, you know, Bachman or, or my, you know, uh, MTH putting out a 280 today, you know, it's right. just a different, just a different level of how they did every engine for every, you know, railroad and everything in right. the day. So in a way, like you had said, they're, they're more, uh, the craftsman kit of the, of the locomotive world. So yes, yes. I'm kind of jealous in a way because, uh, I, I think you know, that would step our game up. But then also at the same time, we're not ready for a brass locomotive with the way our layout is right now. Um, but I do, whenever we would go to, I'm sure you've been there, Tommy Gilbert's uh, over in Gettysburg. Mm-hmm. You go there and he had that wall of all those brass, or he still has it, all the brass locomotives up on mm-hmm. the wall. And then I'm sure my dad could attest to this. When you go there and you're buying whatever you're buying and you get to the cash register and you see all those brass locomotives up on that wall, you, you, you just stare at them like, oh, my gosh, they're, they're not even painted and they're beautiful. So, like, yeah. <laughs> like they're not even – they're just brass. That's, there's nothing on them yet. And yeah. you look at them and you're like, man, yeah. the detail on them in just a brass form, they're 
they're like prestigious up there. So I was I, I was mm-hmm. actually at Tommy's uh, like uh, about two or three weeks ago. Yeah, and uh, he really juiced it up in that store. He, yeah, restocked it. It's looking nice. He's uh, mm-hmm. he's putting some he's putting some new product in, and he's uh, he's done a good job. So nice. he mm-hmm. he plugs yeah. along yeah. in there. Yes, but, he does. Yep. Well, and I know he had a couple, you know, he had some issues earlier. Um, yeah, he's had some health things going on and family things. I hear that he's still down there chugging along. Like, yep. No, no pun intended, he's chugging along, but it's good to see that he's, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. What are you doing with the TV set? My wife is trying to, <laughs> I keep having to turn Jeff, off. You just know this is a circus when you come on here, right? Listen, all right. My word. My wife keeps trying to cast. I have a TV in my basement. Nobody accused us of being professional. I have a TV in my basement, right? Uh. And it's it was just it was just on. It's on, right? And it's hooked up to a Chromecast. But my wife, I took the Chrome. Well, all right. This is a side story that just has to be told. All right. We bought a new TV. It, It you can cast from your phone to the TV without having an extra device. So we took our Chromecast and I took it to the basement because, well, we don't need that anymore. Well, I never renamed my Chromecast and it's called Living Room TV, but it's in my basement. So when I power everything up down here, my TV turns on and every now and then we forget that it's no longer the Living Room Chromecast and she'll try to cast TV shows to my TV in the basement and it just keeps coming on. And I can see it because it starts to spin and then the sound clicks on halfway through the thing so that's why oh, you guys uh, are hearing that right now oh anyways <laughs> moving on moving on back on track so yeah we um now th- speaking of hobby shops on your facebook page you posted a uh rare find or new gem find uh at mount airy maryland so but you didn't tell us what it was you just showed some pictures of it. I was even Google searching Mount Airy, uh, Maryland to see where it might be since we don't live too far away. Uh, it's an hour and a half for me, probably. Yeah, but it's but, close um, enough for rare finds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what's this about, Jeff? Well, well that, that's that's a, uh, a toy exchange <clears throat> that, uh, like, if, when you get off of 70, going into Mount Airy, it's uh-huh. uh, like... First little shopping center on the right, but it's nothing more than a toy exchange. And, and the, the guy buys he buys buys collections, and most of it's O gauge. But right. uh, he's got a lot. You can see from the pictures, it's just full of everything. There's just oh, tons yeah. of stuff. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Jeff's keeping. Jeff's not going to put the name of that up there. He's keeping it a secret because it's his own little find. <laughs> he just found his own little he's teasing. He he's found, teasing this man. Jeff has his own little. Uh, hot spot now and he's not gonna tell anyone <laughs> now I, I i thought i put it up a couple of people asked where it was and and <laughs> i put on there that it, i think it's called the toy exchange uh, you know okay. and again a buddy and i buddy and i found it the girls went we went down there and the girls go shopping down there every once in a while and we just were out and saw that thing and and uh some of the stuff in there it, it's some of it's good finds you know how it is when you find these old shops like that so oh yeah Oh yeah, yeah. So, huh. Um, so, what are you modeling on your own layout right now, as far as building for yourself? Are you building a well for your own? The uh, probably the 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 
I, I work on several at a time. I'm still working on the Burgall grocery and putting in the uh, finishing up that my version of the Myers Mill uh, is is a feed mill that goes like right beside where the uh, Burgall grocery is. Yeah. So finishing that up, I'm actually going to start uh, FSM Schwackhammers before long to put nice. beside of that. I'm going to try to get that built here before long and, and that that'll be uh, a part of that uh and uh and then the rest of it right now i'm trying to work on background back uh drop buildings for uh you know just for along the back scenery and everything just trying to come up with a bunch of that stuff right now so it's fun that, isn't it yeah it's uh it's it, it, it's nice to have a, a goal or two I, I try to do a goal that i do an area of the backdrop especially uh, every day when I you know, try to do something with either a kit and or uh, pictures or or you know something. Mm-hmm. Did you ever run? Hey, Joey, we were talking about Joey Ricard, and Joey has yeah. that <laughs> wonderful helix, lightweight helix thing he does. And we were joking yeah. around about that one time before. I think it was with you. We were joking around, and then of course Joey and I were talking about it too at the show when he was down there at. Um, mm-hmm. um, sorry, that was a uh, Timonium. And we were in there, and he put that he put that thing around my neck, and uh, took pictures of me with that thing around my neck because it was so lightweight. And then, um, but he was talking about putting a double helix in your layout. Did he? Did you ever put a helix in that layout? No, we didn't. It, it just ate up too much room uh-huh. uh, that, that I couldn't do scenery with and buildings with, and I just wasn't gonna just wasn't prepared to put up you know, to give up that much space that would be a helix. It, it takes up like four foot, uh, yeah. four by four square space. Uh, it, it just, and there, and, uh, a helix is problematic with the, just the amount of, in, about amount of uh, rolling stock you can do with it. Sure. And I just decided I'm going to keep it two levels <laughs> where I can have the, the upper level is more of a, you know, uh, a display. And mm-hmm. uh, and hang on. <laughs> oh, now the circus is at his place. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Jeff's in the doghouse. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, it's all good. We're just happy for once it wasn't our one of our houses. Can you? I just said Jeff's well, in the doghouse. Uh, yeah, the dogs are all just, just uh, <laughs> going crazy here. My son just popped in, is what he did. So yeah, yeah. nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, guys, your son is your son into the model railroading as well? No, no. He, yeah. he was messing with the buildings at one time, but he, he's married and has kids and everything, so he's all piled <laughs> up with that. That keeps him busy. So yeah, I, you know, we we all can relate to that at some point, you know, and we've all been yeah. there. So now. Um, you know, well, last we talked to you, we talked about that helix. We were actually talking about that with you on the show, uh, yeah. whether or not you were going to actually do it. And then you said at that time you had not made up your mind yet at the time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but yeah. I understand those. Yeah, it does, it does eat up a lot of space, but it mm-hmm. is a remarkably yeah. cool um, product. His, his oh, super yeah. light it, it really is. Oh. It really is neat the way it goes and everything. Yeah, absolutely. But now um, we have some some um, 
listener questions. Listener questions for you here. If okay. you're, All right. uh, we we always put them up for our guests on the show. We've done, I think, we've probably done it with you before as well. But um, let me pull it up here. I got them up if you're ready. Uh, oh, you do? You, yeah. I'm gonna let you do it. I did it with Jeff. <laughs> I did it with uh, Doug last week, and I about blew half the questions. So <laughs> let you do it. No I'm problem. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Brett says I'll handle this. I got this one. I got it this week. I was I was I was uh, I was in pain physically listening last week doing that. So no, I'm just yeah, kidding. I appreciate it. Uh all right. So yeah. this one is from Greg Leipart. Tell us the story behind your company name and what niche do you hope that you filled in our hobby? Okay, well it started out we moved to we, we were moving to the Carolinas to you know to just move permanently yeah to 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 move permanently down there and what happened was um we we kind of made the move and then my dad got sick and so we needed to help him with stuff and so we were driving back and forth from north carolina to maryland and then maryland to north carolina and and i had named everything carolina craftsman kits and it just didn't work. So that it was too late to change the name to Maryland Craftsman Kits. So we figured out, well, we'll just leave it go where it was. And we still spend a lot of time in the Carolinas because our, our son lives down there. So we, we figured that's close enough, you know. So <laughs> and, and and I guess the, the, the niche I hope to fill is, is I, I think I think I've I've done that. I personally I like just like for for Brett to say about that Port City Theater, that that makes me feel good about what I'm doing because you know a, a lot of memories uh, of growing up around the railroad canal town, railroad town, uh, are the buildings that I'm that I'm bringing out and doing different kits of and yeah. trying to replicate to an extent. And and right now the next ten buildings I have on my list of uh, to do are all a prototypical building of some sort that uh that that you know that comes from something that is something in my life so and you know what's cool about that jeff is you know I, i kind of alluded to this earlier the craftsman kit industry is very personal i feel so um Mm-hmm. Even if these model builders, many of them never meet the men that make the kit or the people that make the kits, but it's a very personal decision because you have a lot to comb through. There's a there's a large selection now of kits, but what's really mm-hmm. what's really cool whether you're getting a craftsman kit from from you or from you know some of the newer ones like My Mount Models or or the well known ones, uh, they're all over Kenny, mm-hmm. all the guys. What's really cool is you're not just getting a kit, you're getting something that most likely meant something to the person that was making that kit. Um, mm-hmm. And you're you're buying a little bit of a piece of history from that person's life, whether it's a, fict- a fictional building or a, you know, a recreation of something historical that existed, you're still getting a little bit of a history of, you know, the influence in your background and how, what you knew growing up with architecture and mm-hmm. what inspired you to make these kits. So, and I'm not getting sappy, but what's really neat about it is like, no, but I'm oh, sorry. If you buy a Waldo's kit, 
and you buy the the it's cold the, uh, the plastic well it's cold version of yeah um what the corner the the corner garage the corner gas station right and that's all it's called right and mm-hmm. you, you know it's mm-hmm. a standardized thing somebody just slapped it together to, but it's and that was it there's no there's no background to some of those kits whether it's so, a, yeah. and uh, and that's what I wanted to say whether it's fictional and it you know um I'll use a I'll use a mine mount for example. He has the the hot dog stand. I don't know if it's real or not, but that's a really cool hot dog stand. Uh, but mm-hmm. uh, Top Dog's hot dog or something. Uh, that's a really neat building that Ron Port is work into. And for you, right. mm-hmm. the, like I said with this theater, it's a really it's an easy building to pass by when you're scrolling through your site because you got a lot of really big you know, a lot more detailed builds, but I really thought that was cool because there's a historical photo tied to it. There's a story that you have tied to it. And when someone buys that, they're going to get a little piece of your history with that. So and if they want to know, they can ask him. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, know, we know that Ron, Ron did the hot dog thing because he was hungry that day. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> he's he's really doing some nice kits now too. Yes. He's really done a nice Absolutely. job with uh, for for no longer than he's been at it. He's really doing a nice job with his kits. And he's sure take, and I think the the key with what he's doing is um he's really taking his time with those kits, and he's not pumping yes. a ton of them mm-hmm. out. But when he puts one out, it's really mm-hmm. it's really well done. Yes, yes. So, but you know, you go back to again nostalgia, Doc Coots's. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that that's not from what his you know, Doc Coots had a little drug store in Williamsport, my my hometown. Ah. And, and 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 he wasn't a doctor, he was just the uh, the pharmacist and back in that time, you know, back in the mid fifties, you know, you you didn't need to be a doctor, I don't think, to be a pharmacist or whatever and and of course he had the soda fountain in there and you yeah. know, it was it was almost like a little it was almost like a dollar store today. And, right. But, but the, the memories of that are, I would, we would, me and the, a friend of mine would walk into town, wait for my mom to get off work at the bank, and we'd sit for her, waiting for her at the drugstore, drinking, having sodas and, and stuff. And <laughs> that, that's that's where Doc Coots's came from. So <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and, it, and it's so, just stuff yeah. that people, you know, uh, hearing those stories and and. <laughs> I know you don't think of yourself this way, probably, because most of the guys don't who are kit manufacturers right now. But, you know, to to a lot of us out there in the hobby, you know, Carolina Craftsman kits and Foscale models and, you know, Casey's Workshop. So all those kits, when they order them, they're they're the equivalent of when you could get a fine scale miniatures kit. Um, mm-hmm. They might be they're Obviously they're different because technologies are different now and it's not, nothing will ever be that kit, the yellow box mm-hmm. or the old Campbell's kits. They're never going to be what they used to be. Right. But you know, you, and I'm sure you've thought about this. You've created it's a different industry. You, now too, yeah. Right. But you've created your own thing and, it filled the void where those older manufacturers are no longer there there anymore. So now you're those manufacturers, and yeah, mm-hmm. um, you know it just means a lot when there's a story behind all of them. Uh, we, when we mm-hmm. talked with George about his kits, there's a story behind almost every single one he did, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you and you guys continue to do that, which is really neat. I just I find a lot of I, mm-hmm. I find that really neat. 
So yeah, and and again, I have to put I have to go ahead and and do that story to put inside of each kit because I am hearing a lot of that because I've it's again just like this conversation I I've brought that up more than I have in the past and everybody wants to know well what's the story behind uh, Nickerson's what's the story behind you know and so I'm going to go ahead and. And there's very few of my kits that don't have some kind of a story. Right. Uh, Faircloth, that was a uh, that was a kit that I actually <laughs> got my car stuck back in the days when I was <laughs> working along the coast uh, and got stuck in the mud at this old uh, oyster factory. It reminds me of that building. So I'm right. looking at it right now. And, and yeah. the thing about that yeah. is, is it that like like you're both saying the the nostalgia of it is hey, hey look if i'm gonna put the time that i'm gonna put to in a kit especially as long as it takes me to build a damn kit okay um if i'm gonna put a kit together i want to know the background of that story if i'm putting mm-hmm. that much time into it i want to know the thought process for why it was designed like that to me that's interesting mm-hmm. you know i may not use it the same way as you as you designed it okay for the most part i do but I still want to know the background while I'm sitting there building it, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I think yep. a lot of people feel that way. We put that much well, time it into also, it, you should know something about it. It also changes the way I build the kit then. Because mm-hmm. now I know a little bit about what that building is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, all right, let's, What's move, the next question? let's move, over, move on to the next that question. That was one question, Jeff. One damn question. One. It took out long. <laughs> And he's got 102 to go. Oh. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll no, be here till 5 a.m. No. All right. Um, this one is from Scott Perry, and it's a long one, so I'm going to kind of truncate it here. First one okay. is, when are you moving back to the Carolinas? Question mark, question mark, exclamation point, exclamation point. Um, but I don't know if you are. And the next one... That's the first. It was just the first part. It was just like a. He threw that in there as like the the icebreaker, I guess. Uh, and then the okay. next the next well, one he threw in there was. Well, you didn't let him answer. Damn it! Oh, are you moving back to the Carolinas? No. Okay. Uh, we we've had again health. Uh, we lost uh, my my brother in law passed away not long ago. So uh, my wife's sister. You were just doing things, but. But we do go back and forth to the Carolinas. Actually, I'm in Wilmington right now because uh, I'm down here helping my son do stuff and everything. So, you know, we we uh, we have a place we can stay that we go and 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 get back and visit our friends in in Carolina and then go back up home and take care of things you have to do as you get older. You know, it's yeah. just, you know, the re- retirement is. And again, I'm retired, but I'm as busy as I want to be, <laughs> and, and I'm not, you know. I'm not complaining that I'm busy because I absolutely love it. If I didn't have anything to do, I, I would be. Uh, if I had to watch TV tomorrow, I, uh, I I would be crazy. If you know what I mean. Yeah, you're right. a busybody. Uh, so, right. So, and and for now, I can still travel. You know, we're we're still healthy enough that we can get back and forth. And and my wife's down here doing a sewing thing. She's actually at Emerald Owl doing a sewing thing. So I'm helping my son and traveling and. You know, so we we split our time between the two as as we can, and as places are available that we can stay. So nice. and we have to get our wives together. Oh my no, wife, that would we, be dangerous. Think, yeah. Oh my word! Yeah. Nah. You talk she about, is a sewing nah. freak. You talk about and, uh, <laughs> the the amount of the amount of um, 
assets you guys have wrapped up in fabric between my mom and and your and Jeff's wife is probably insane. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, it's insane. Uh, but hey, <laughs> hey, but it's like I her. She lets you do your thing, and then you let her do her thing. Right. Right. You know what? We could waste money on worse things. So, oh, absolutely. Or whatever. So, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. The second so, part you know, of hey, running. Who buys running sneakers? Who in the world would pay money oh, for I running know. shoes? You know. Well, yeah, no kidding. I know. Well, I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm finding a pair of flip flops. I'm sick so, in the yeah, head. Yeah. I'm sick in the head. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm doing a 50 miler this weekend, so that'll be fun. Oh, good lord! Oh, <laughs> I, I walked out to the. I walked out to the post, uh, the, the mailbox the other day. So, you know, man, I didn't I, run I don't, even, walk. I don't even run to the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Hey, the second part of Scott's question is, um, yeah, and it was actually, I want to read the answer by um, Mind Mount Models and Ron at, before you answer this, Jeff. Um, okay. But he was asking if there's any chance of getting some businesses that you could use uh, that would be more for uh, rail served industries, like uh, for operations. So two or three rail cars or tr- of traffic um, per biz, like per structure that you have. So more like operation and and rail industry type buildings. And and I want to give uh, Mind Mount and Ron a shout on this because he's saying that creating a kit kit that can handle two to three box cars is tough to justify because. Sometimes the size and cost of that structure would be much larger because if you think about like the the size that that st- structure would need to be to serve a rail industry, it would be a large a large building. And Ron was saying the mm-hmm. only possibility would mo- probably be background flats. That way, the length could be doubled mm-hmm. and the price point would be reasonable. And I'm sure you've run into that in the past, like creating an industry type building that's large enough to be you know, substantial, but cost effective. And, and it also can Mm -hmm. serve a rail industry. Well, uh, if you go again, my, my Burgall grocery is similar to that. That one is actually one that could be easily converted to more of a rail industry. It really doesn't have any warehouse. Uh, and again, the, uh, it's probably 18 inches long overall. So, you know, something like that, you know, you, to do three or four cars, you are talking about something that needs to be, you know, 16 to 21 inches long or so in that neighborhood. Right. But, and, and you're, and, and, and uh, Ron's right. The backgrounds are perfect for that because you can help keep the cost down. And, uh, you know, so, uh, but I have several that, that I'm working on that are going to be for the layout that I just haven't gotten to yet because I've been so con- personally, I've been just so consumed doing things for the, for the uh, um, uh, for the uh, layout and everything, right? Right. Um, he also has a second part, uh, the second question here, Brett. Scott? No, Ron on that. Does he? Oh no, no, you already asked that. My, never mind. I this is both. why I did not do. <laughs> this is why I did not ask the questions. I already went through them both. Maybe you should just. Yeah, this is, he did too. <laughs> you, 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 hey, right. Brett. Maybe yeah, you should just call this the Brett Show. I think we're yeah. gonna mute. We're gonna mute my dad for the time <laughs> oh, being. Oh, that was a good one. He got me yeah, on that one. 
No, you got to keep him around for entertainment value. So I'll give I'll give my dad the I'll give my dad the secret to answering these questions as you go along. So if anyone asks, if any, and I'm sure that people have noticed this in the group, if anyone asks a question, I give it the heart react on the Facebook. I give it the little love react, and if I mm-hmm. if I hit the love react, it means I've checked off your question basically, and I'm going to move on to the next one. I, I gave your question some love, and I move on to the next one. That way, I know I'm done with that question, and I can move on when I'm scrolling through. And my dad, I'll have my dad tr- practice that one next. <laughs> yeah. Um, this next one is also from Greg from earlier. Uh, will you be in Maryland in April? Yes, I'm going to be at the show at Timonium and everything. Yes. Nice. Cool. Now, yeah. we're, now that we're on that subject, let's hit that for a couple minutes before we get back to the next questions. Um, shows, are you prepared to get back into shows? What's the deal? How do you feel about all that? Do you think it's time yet? There's a million questions on that. So um, what's up? With the, I know you've you've always been on the show circuit before, and uh, we've we've hung out with you at the shows and had a great time with you at a bunch of shows. Um, so Timonium coming up, but what, what's the game plan for you? Well, Timonium coming up, of course. That's that little. There, uh, I shouldn't say little because we've actually got a pretty good list of vendors in there. Yeah, I uh, understand the sales are doing pretty decent for the four segments that they're doing. So. You know, that's kind of one of, you know, it, I'm, I'm hoping for a good show, but I, quite honestly, I could care less, you know, if it's, it's, it's just going to be nice to kind of get out and, get back and to see it. some of the gang again a little bit and all that and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I won't have many kits because I'm, I'm out of everything. I'm not going to have time to get them done, you know, so, uh, but, uh, but the shows, I'm certainly hoping they come back. Uh, we're, we're, We've got our fingers crossed for uh, Timonium in October. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm really hoping that we can get a real craftsman courtyard there again. You know, that's we're kind of we're on board if you do, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, we're hoping that that's going to make, you know, we're going to be able to do that and everything. Uh, what oh, week in October is that, do you know? I think it's the third week in October. Oh, good. Okay, cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And of course, the we're doing the. I'll be at the Narragage Convention in Hickory, Hickory, North Carolina. That's in that's the first weekend in September. Gotcha. Uh, and that's kind of the 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 only shows that are virtually scheduled between you know the rest of this year and everything. Hopefully, we're back at Springfield next year. Of course, so yeah. You know, so yeah, I, I still intend to do the shows because. Again, if if product if I don't have enough product to take to a show, uh, again I'm there to you know show displays and talk to everybody and visit you know because the, the shows are as much a, a a weekend away as they are trying to sell product anymore. So absolutely, um, yeah, yeah. As long as I can still travel, and yeah. of course the older you get, the harder it is to travel. But as long as I can keep doing that, I'm going to keep at it. Good. Good. I mean, like I said, uh, I like to see the shows get back on the on the track and uh, get things back to normal. Not just for that, just for the main reason you said. I mm-hmm. love to go to a show, whether mm-hmm. we whether we set up at the show as uh, you know as a as the podcast, or we're just hanging out, uh, and, or we just hang out. We just like to show up mm-hmm. and be there. I with just want to see all, everyone. With the, yeah, with all the followers. Yes. 
know? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. I will say one thing. If we do Timonium in the fall, we will definitely do the same thing that my dad and I did last time we went to Timonium. Um, we won't be doing – I mean, what, what do we have? We don't have to sell anything. Like, what are we doing? No, so we don't sell it. We so, will yeah. be we'll, – we'll just set up. We'll, get, we'll, pay, we'll pay for our table, whatever, and then we'll build our models. Yeah. Uh, it's not we'll, expensive. And we'll talk so we'll to people. We'll just do it. Yeah. And so uh, – To me, it's worth every dollar – that we put into the tables. Oh, it wasn't even that up, much. Yeah. Show people stuff and just stand there and talk mm-hmm. to people. Well, what was really cool, show Jeff? people how we build things. What was and, really cool yeah. about it was we were in that Craftsman Courtyard. Pretty much, we were kind of in this, we were right in the hub of it. And, yeah, you were um, right in the middle of it. Yeah. And yeah. what was really nice about that was, you know, we had a lot of people coming up to us. A lot of them were listener. A lot of them had listened to our show, but a lot of them didn't. They just saw us building a model and they were talking to us. Mm-hmm. And... What was really neat was they would ask us questions, mostly the people who weren't familiar with us, which is fine, was actually better. Um, and they would, and better, not for us, better for the kit manufacturers that were in Craftsman Courtyard because, well, and, and, and the people who were asking the questions because they would come up to us and say, hey, I really was looking for something like this or, um, you know, mm-hmm. I'm kind of new to Craftsman kit building. What are some suggestions? What I want to do this type of modeling, whatever. And we were able to just kind of point them. We were kind of like the mm-hmm. the the map when you go to the theme park, that like the the tr- the, the, the travel agent, the travel agent. Yeah, we're the information booth. And uh, my dad and I were were building, and we were just pointing people to like different types of you know kit manufacturers that were in yeah. Craftsman mm-hmm. Courtyard. This guy's got barns over yeah. here. This guy's got city buildings. This guy does lighting. <laughs> You know, so, you yeah, you know, small detail parts over here. It was cool so, yeah, for us because great. we didn't have any skin in the game, and we were just kind of there mm-hmm. shooting the breeze with people that wanted to talk, and at the same time recommending them to go, you know, different parts mm-hmm. of the of Craftsman Courtyard. But we got to yeah, meet new sure. people, and you know, and you know, not just of course bringing them into the hobby, but we got to meet some people that we actually became friends with. Uh, because of that being there mm-hmm. and they, we, right. you know, be, they listen or they would now they participate on our show. And, and, you know, it was, it was a lot of fun. You know, I think we did a clinic there too. And we did two clinics, I guess. And, and we had, uh, it, it was a lot of fun to do. I mean, um, mm-hmm. for us more than anything, it's just the, the camaraderie of the hobby. And it's not speaking yes. of anything to deal with, you know, us being set up at a show or anything else. It has everything to do with, Everybody that goes to the show being you're going there, but you're not just, hey, I'm here to look at trains. I'm here to get a bargain. I'm here. Right. I'm here to have the like you said, Jeff, the experience mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. there with my friends or to make friends or to meet people or to learn new things. And uh, and then, you know, have some have some beers at the hotel afterwards, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And, and well, I sure hope. <laughs> Uh, again, I keep my fingers crossed and everything that we still get to do. We've got a lot of good ideas for the Craftsman Courtyard, and we surely want to, you know, hopefully we can have that done this October. Well, I, I just hope that it all goes as planned. And unfortunately, yeah. the Craftsman Courtyard kind of became a thing right at the right before, yeah. you know, it all yep. kind of, we were the, kind of. The COVID hit. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm excited to see what you guys can come up with. Once once we're able to get back together, because it's a, it was kind of a shame. Like we, we got some momentum. You guys got some momentum built with it, and then all of a sudden it was like, ah, well, mm-hmm. now our hands are tied. Yeah. So 
But it'll be back. I mean, it's coming so, back. We'll, it'll we'll, be back, yep. Yeah. It'll be back, and, and like I said, I get conversations about it more than I, you know, just uh, there's a lot of talk about what's next and what are we going to do and where can, when are you guys going to be able to have another one? So uh, I don't think we've lost any uh, any drive with it at this point. We'll no. just have to push it again when it gets time. and. And again, it's worth waiting on. It's going to be better yet. So I think. We're it, looking forward I think. To it. I think. If anything, Jeff, the the demand for Craftsman kits is might be a little bit more coming back mm-hmm. because you know people have been home. I know. I know. My dad and I have seen more mm-hmm. people reaching out to us that are now mm-hmm. doing Craftsman kits that weren't doing it pre, you know, stay at home orders and pre everything else because now they had more time to be mm-hmm. at home, more time to. You know, work on their layouts, and they dip their toes into a new avenue. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, and again, I, you know, you guys have brought a lot to the table with just the attention that you brought to the product. And uh, again, look at where we are with the Craftsman kits uh, niche right now compared to what it was, you know, ten years ago, twelve years ago. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. we we. Everybody has talked it up, and I think that uh, we've got so many new manufacturers. And uh, quite honestly, you have a pretty good selection of everything out there to. Uh, you have a to look wide spectrum right now. A wide spectrum, right. to pick from. Yeah, so let absolutely. me tell you something. All right, I took my wife down to that show. She uh, endured that <laughs> with with Brad and, I. <laughs> and uh, she actually walked around the show quite a bit. And um, she enjoyed checking out the models that were put on. They were amazing models at the at the contest that was put mm-hmm. on for the Craftsman Courtyard. And she enjoyed watching that and seeing that. And of course, she's she's been around Brett and I, of course, while we're building and everything else. She's, so she's not familiar with it, right? But she mm-hmm. was walking around. She checked out the the modular layouts and things like that. But but one of the cool things was when she was done. While we were packing up and going home that day, she said, I would like to try and build a, have you guys uh, show me how to build a craftsman kit or craftsman structure. Mm-hmm. So she did. And it was the first one she did was the Bell. Is it the Belleville general store? Oh, Belleville yep. store. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the one I had it here on the shelf. I said, here you go. Let's start with this one. Mm-hmm. And that was the first kit she did. And it turned out great. It's on our layout. And uh, it was good enough, we felt, that it could be put on our layout. And um, she did a great job, and now she's hooked, and I think I think she'd like to put a model into the contest. Uh, well, next time we have a Craftsman Courtyard with a contest, she's planning mm-hmm. on doing a model. So yeah, uh, I, think that's, I think that's awesome. We took a – it wasn't us. It was the show. It was the, mm-hmm. a, it was the atmosphere the that was at that Craftsman Courtyard. And the people mm-hmm. and the friendship yep. and the people she met and she got hooked into this and now she wants to uh, – she, she she likes doing it. I mean it's not her. Mm-hmm. She's still the sewing freak. But um, right. she's – <laughs> but, uh, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it, it, it was something she enjoyed doing and mm-hmm. and uh, I think I think that was uh, – that has a lot to say for what happened to that, that craftsman mm-hmm. courtyard. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Yeah, well, That's a great well, story. I like that. All right. Yeah, beautiful. Let's go on to the next question from Mountain, Mountain Goat. Mountain. What's that? Oh, it's Mountain Goat Models. Okay. Mountain Goat Greg, Mountain Goat Models. Mountain Goat Models. There's, I, he's got like four names. Anyways. I know. By the way, his Come two on, by, Greg, pick one. His two-by-two two diorama is awesome. So, And we'll get into that. But 
do you have a current favorite? This is going to be tough. To- this one is going to be very tough, Jeff. And I apologize that I have to ask you this. But do you have a current favorite kit of all in your product line? That's like asking to pick your favorite child. Yeah. Uh, well, pro- I guess I would still have to say that old Darden Mill, the one that, you know, that uh, uh, it, it's, it's, that was probably the one I've done the most. It's the Darden Mill that was in uh, uh, Elkins. It's, uh, mm-hmm. and it, it, it's probably the one I had the most trouble. There were so many variations of that kit. Uh, with pictures and everything, with the way the, the the track ran around the top of it. Then it came out, then they changed it so that it was down almost level with the lower level. So it was a lot of, uh, just a lot of research I did till I ultimately came out with the idea of, of what we ended up doing with it, which is a little bit of a mix of two or three versions of what that kit, what, what that building originally was. But it, Everywhere I've put it on in either dioramas to, for shows and or now on the layout, it it just looks right. You know, there's just something about it that uh, I, I just I almost look at it and say, "Man, I'm pretty good." You know, <laughs> just yeah. kidding with that. But it, for some reason, it just looks right. The size is right. The the the, the roof is right. It just it just has the 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 right look. Uh, that I wanted to get it. Everything just came out the way I was hoping it would come out on that one. So yeah. that one's still my favorite, probably. But but you're right, Brad. It's hard to say because the, the I, I guess the best answer is to tell you my favorite one is the next one I'm working on. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I I just love getting into the next kit. You know, I do love doing right. that. Nice. I I would agree that I feel the same way when we're building a model. Like it's always like. The next one I'm doing, the mm-hmm. one I'm working on now is my favorite. You know, and the, mm-hmm. and the yeah. first, the oldest one that I have is always my least favorite because you look back at what you're learning mm-hmm. and what you change and you want to go back and change things and what you've, you know, mm-hmm. be better. Yep. 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 Absolutely. Well, I, I have, I can't say that, um, the last kid, I'm, the world kid I'm working on, I'm going to finish this week by this week. You're never going to finish that thing. Is is this military <laughs> tank model, and um, I'm having a ball with it. I, I honestly mm-hmm. am, but I'm anxious to get back to doing kits. And guess what? Your yours is the next one on my list. Uh, oh, Fanwick funnels, <laughs> which I got from you some time ago. Oh, um, yeah, that one. That's a good one. Yeah, Fanwick funnels is next on my list. So uh, mm-hmm. that's uh, hopefully maybe cracking the seal in that box this weekend. So uh, we'll see, but, um, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yes, yes. But, uh, I'm, I'm anxious to, like Brett said, the next kit you build, the one Mm -hmm. you're working on is the one you, the one you love the most. Yep. That's exactly right. That's the best way to put it. Yep. Yep. All right. And this is the last question we have from James, James Powell. Uh, he's asking, what is your opinion of the sponge painting technique? So how, what do you think of sponge painting and do you do you sponge paint or do you not sponge paint? Well, I paper towel paint more than I sponge paint. <laughs> um, I, I have better luck using the paper towel, but I, I, do, I do like the effect of it. But 
what I don't like about it is it, I don't think it can be on every bill. You know, I, I've seen it where in some cases it's it's on every building, and, and I don't think every building would be that peeled uh, if you're looking at a realistic scene. So I, I like it when it's mixed in uh, properly. I, I right. do like the way the, the peeling. And, and, and I agree with that. If you do it right, it's it's beautiful. But and then I think that was that's one one technique that less is 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 more. You know, you the less you do that, I think the better off it looks. Quite honestly, right? And it's it's almost I, like any. Well, go ahead, go ahead. Well, it, it's hard to get it right because uh, again, you you gotta you gotta put paint on and then you gotta get it off and. The first dab you do could still be way too much paint, so it's it's really hard to to get a good job with that, and, and I, I I bet some people get very frustrated with it because I know I get frustrated sometimes with it. But mm-hmm. but yes, I, I I will continue to do it, and and yes, I I love it where I have it and everything uh, in in my mix of my buildings. Yeah, you're right, and sometimes it works and turns out. Sometimes it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It depends on the thickness of your paint. It depends on. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of practice. The pressure, uh, a lot of it's the pressure you put on when you dab mm-hmm. it with the sponge, yep. and you don't yep, always absolutely. get the same result, and you're not always happy with it. Um, mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Uh, so I noticed that. Now I'm not letting you off the hook. You mentioned the paper towel, and now you've got to explain your technique with the paper towel because I've not heard I that. Just... I, I buy the cheapest paper towels I can buy when I'm, you know, for my modeling because they're mm-hmm. normally coarser and they're rougher and they don't absorb very well. You know, they're just cheap paper towels. Sure. And uh, and and basically what I do with that is, is I'll just take it and I'll ball it up and and I'll take and instead of using the sponge, I'm doing the same thing you would do with that piece of sponge or uh, and, and I'll just take that paper towel, I'll dab it on the, on my paint and I'll dry dab it to get most of the paint off that paper towel mm-hmm. and then, you know, dab the towel around and everything. And I like the effect because, you know, uh, the, the sponge, I think sometimes when, when I do the sponge, you know, mm-hmm. again, I, I'm certainly not the modeler that, that, uh, Jim is and Jason with that stuff and everything. But when I do the sponge, it's too consistent in my eye. Right, uh, but the paper towel, I think, is, is such a uh, inferior product. Is, is that the best way? Un, unlevel. I think that's. A, I think that's the right word. You know? Yeah, and and that just uh, that just gives me an inconsistent look of that peeling paint effect. And what's yeah. neat is every time you. So the one difference is if I'm using a sponge, that sponge is going to. Unless I'm able to have, you know, if you have multiple sponges, different textures, whatever, but it's still going to produce the same kind of pattern over and over again. But mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. with your paper towel method, every time you ball it up, it's a whole new thing. Every time you're using it, it's a whole mm-hmm. new pattern. You're creating your own texture that's unique every time. Mm-hmm. I never mm-hmm. thought of that. Yep. Yep. But I, I like that because it does exactly – it doesn't give me an in- – a consistent look, which is that's been my problem with the sponge for me. You know what you've done now, yeah. Jeff? There's gonna be a there's you gonna be a, a, there's gonna be a paper towel shortage now 
because uh, yeah. all these modelers are going to go out and get paper towels. No, I'm I'm kidding. But <laughs> you know it, that and we I, had a problem enough. Yeah, I I never actually thought about doing it that way though. I'm going to try it now. You learn something. You learn. Yeah, something I am. Every I am day. too. I yeah, I have something every day. I like the sponge technique. I've all I varied the sponge technique one time, and. You know what? It, I was I was dabbing it with a sponge. It was one of those times where I was using a sponge and it and it wasn't. It, I wasn't getting the result I wanted. Right? Uh, I was like getting like these bigger spots and different that I didn't want. And I don't know if that was from the pressure I was putting down or whatever. And then I got frustrated and I just took the sponge and I laid it on gently and just slid it the clapboard you know not up <laughs> mm-hmm. the clapboard but in the direction of the clapboard and just just kind of lightly dragged it along and it left this really neat paint job on the side like i don't know like somebody took a, a paintbrush and ran it along its side and mm-hmm. and uh it didn't overfill with paint on the board so it left it left it looking like a wood sometimes if you paint uh, mm-hmm. clapboard side and you put too much paint on, it looks like too much paint. It no longer looks like mm-hmm. wood. It looks like aluminum siding. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this allowed it because it was just a sponge and I, I was doing it light to begin with. Um, as I slid it along, it made it look like it's still wood, but it's been painted and it's starting to fade, but it's not peeling, you know, and mm-hmm. I've had good right. results with that. Um, mm-hmm. And then also, um, doing, I've, I've put this, if you ever put you people out there listening, if you've ever done the sponge and you're not happy, sometimes, like I said, I, I get great results from it. Other times where I did it and I wasn't happy with it. So what I did instead is I let it dry instead of when you look at it, you go, Hey, you know what? I really don't like how that turned out. So when it dried and I was sure completely dried after a couple hours, I just mm-hmm. took a piece of 220 sandpaper and I just kind of lightly ran it along the direction of the clapboard. And mm-hmm. what it did was it peeled up in little spots, but only because of the sandpaper. And mm-hmm. I, it, it turned out great. Then you just kind of run a, like a, a wash, uh, an India ink wash over it, a mm-hmm. light one. Yep. Just kind of fill in any, any um, new brighter spots because of the wood. And uh, that turned out that's turned out awesome before. So just because you do the sponge and it doesn't work out doesn't mean that you can't make it look nice. So take some sandpaper mm-hmm. to it and then a, an ink wash and see how that looks before you go mm-hmm. have you paint the whole thing. So anyway, that's yep. it. That's it. That's that wraps up our, our questions of the week. Um, right. Now, I have one for you, Jeff, and this will be my last question for you. What is... Yeah, we're going to let him roll because it's two hours. Well, I know. This will be my last question. (laughs) So, you know, you have your brass. You have your craftsman kits. You obviously, you know, you're busy. You have a lot going on. You have your your little group in your area, which is awesome. I wish I'm kind of jealous, actually. But (laughs) uh, of what you're working on right now, what are you finding the most enjoyable? Like, what's, what's the thing that you're working on personally that you just are getting the biggest enjoyment out of? Well, right now I still got to say that I, I 
love drawing up the the next kit and researching and putting the story together and and and, and getting it cut and done and do a test build. You know, so I, I guess I'd say that, that the the next kit I'm working on or the existing kit I'm working on uh, is probably where I get the most enjoyment. I love the the amount of research it takes. Uh, I love trying to figure out how you're supposed to draw it to get it right. Right. Uh, how you how you got to get a little bit more detail out of it or. And, and then on top of that, how do you keep it simple enough that everybody can build it and still, you know, and, and still have it look different enough that it's got enough detail to be nice? And then with all that, you try to keep the cost down that people can afford it even, you know? And so I, I just love the development. I really get a lot of enjoyment out of the development and, and even finding the picture if I don't know what I'm doing finding the picture of something that I can get into another kid idea or something, you know, I, that's kind of what I enjoy doing. Right. So, right. Okay. And, now, and, and, and yeah, so that, that's probably, probably the development is, is what I get more enjoyment out of, you know, the development of a, of a, of a building. He's fired up right now, Brett. I can tell. <laughs> he's fired up. He's going to be making another kid. As soon as he gets off his show, I bet he's already thinking about this. So, so your wife's probably telling you, don't ever get on with the Wiley Boys again, because then you're, <laughs> you, when you get off, you're going to start wanting to build something again or open up the shop. I don't see him for three there, more uh, days. You'll be down there yeah. uh, laser cutting again. So Yep, I'll, I'll be at it. Uh, now, I'll probably still, I'm still not going to do too much till till I get back <laughs> next week and everything so I can uh, see what's going you know, see what's going on and everything. Get, yeah. I got to get caught up with orders first. I'll probably have, I'll probably have a bunch of more orders roll in after the Wild Boys here, you know, <laughs> which is a good thing. Don't get yeah. me wrong. <laughs> well, we love hearing that. That's uh, that's good. As long as uh, the main thing is that we're like again, we're just all having a good time and doing what we love, and yeah. that's what this is about. So, well, and yep, what's really cool? Is. What's really cool about it is it's less about you know you're gonna have. I mean, it's great you're gonna have some orders from it, but but what, what's really cool is a lot of guys are gonna get a lot of cool kits to build. And that's, what's even neater. Um, you know, it's always yeah, neat when yeah. we, when I, whenever I hear someone later after like, you know, they're on the podcast and they're like, Oh my gosh. And I get all these, you know, you've said it to us before. Like now I got some orders to fill and you just said it now. But what's cooler about that is it's less <laughs> about the orders and it's more about like, there's a lot of things that are going to get created now. So I don't know, kind of, yeah. kind of yep. rejuvenates that whole thing, and it can, you know keeps us going because now there's a bunch of guys that are creating more. So, and, mm-hmm. I'm, and I'm sure you yep. feel you felt yep. that way when you get orders that come in. It's not, it's not like okay, well here's another sale. It's like well this is another piece of art or this is another creation that's going to be made. Yeah, and, and again, I, I love getting the pictures back what the guys do, and 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 quite honestly, I've seen more changes to the kits than I used to, you know, and I, I think a lot of that's, uh, with, with, uh, Jason Jensen and oh, yeah. Scott Albert with oh, yeah. the things they're doing to make mm-hmm. changing them up and everything. Cause I can't give Scott a kit without it, uh, being all changed up and everything <laughs> better than what I think I originally did, you know? So, <laughs> and I will tell uh, you, exactly one, I, I will tell you one thing. We still have to do our Wiley's, um, yeah, the, the Wiley's paper mill. So that is going to be. We've kind of kept it reserved because 
it will be a large build and we just want to find the right spot to put it. Um, we didn't, we, yeah. ke- we haven't kept yeah. it in the box out of any other reason other than we want to find the exact right spot to put it. Yeah. And yeah, the big ones are tough because when you go to build them, you're like, Oh man. Mm-hmm. Okay. I want to build it. But I, before I do is we've got to have the real estate in the right place for it. Right. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And otherwise it sits on the shelf and I'm not, I'll be damned if I'm going to put some, some time into a beautiful kit and then not, and then I just have it sit somewhere on the shelf. I can't do that. So, mm-hmm. uh, it's gotta be any more or to the point now with the layout or when we build something, it's, uh, we, we need to know where it's going to go when we start building it. So, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, that's, and that that's also uh, still a very popular kit, and there'll be more. You know, we're cutting more of those uh, as I speak. You know, they're, they're you know Steve's actually working on cutting some of them for me right now. Nice. So mm-hmm. they'll they'll be back on the site before long. Good. Cool. Good. Well, I think we uh, had a heck of a show again, Jeff. Yeah, I think so. I, I, I enjoyed <laughs> the time with you guys. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I said, we. Uh, we when we have you on, I honestly think we laugh more when we have you on than we <laughs> than we do with en- most anybody else that we have on the show. Uh, well, yeah, you I, and Jake Johnson, him. we laugh with Jake Johnson a lot too. But <laughs> yeah. but uh, you guys yeah. uh, get us cracking up, and you're you're a good sport because you take the ribbon pretty good. And yeah. um, well, it works both ways. I surely <laughs> enjoy the the time. Can't wait till we get back to shows and yes, stuff, you know, and see yes, and see more than just this conversation. Have more guys around and everything. A couple of beers would sure taste awful good to sit around and talk. For sure, you know? yes, it would. I'm thinking yeah. maybe in May uh, we we get in touch with you, and in May maybe we get together and go down to your place and check your place out. Uh, Absolutely. You know, maybe late April or sometime in May, early May. What do you think, Brett? Yep. I'm down with that. Just let me know when. Would you be and I'll good be with there. that, Jeff? Absolutely. Let me know and we'll make sure it works. Yep. And absolutely. what we'll do is we'll we we'll report that. we'll report on it from there and talk to talk to the listeners about it. Maybe we'll do a live Facebook while we're there, uh, for a short short bit. And then uh, when we come back we'll just uh, share some photos and that type of thing. So I think that'll be yeah, a lot of fun. Good. I love it. Sounds good. Any you I'm ready. Let's do it. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Cool. Awesome. That's well, a that's down. We're definitely down with that one. So, all right. Good. Me too. That'll be fun. <laughs> Sweet. Well, all right, hey, sir. Pending our trip, uh, it was great talking with you, and uh, yep. we will definitely we'll make we'll be making a visit this spring. I think it's in I think it's in order, and I think it would be awesome. Yep. So yep. again, yep. thanks Fantastic. for your time tonight, Look Jeff. Forward to it. Thank you, guys. Be safe and be. Uh, uh, again, wear your mask and wash your hands. Still. Definitely. Well, same to you. Definitely Back do. at you. We uh, we're yeah, almost I, through it, so let's just you know do what we got to do yep. to get through it, so we can enjoy our time together soon. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Awesome. Are you done with the record, Brett? <laughs>